0: Ora, mentre il Beato era in ritiro da solo, sorse in lui questo pensiero. Questo sentiero, ossia i quattro fondamenti della consapevolezza, è un sentiero che va verso una sola direzione, verso la purificazione degli esseri,
1: verso il superamento dell'afflizione e del lamento, verso la scomparsa del dolore e del dispiacere. Verso l'ottenimento del vero scopo. Verso la liberazione e la realizzazione del nipan.
0: Whether one is listening to this in Myanmar or from outside the country, we know it is a very difficult time for those of us who hold the Golden Land and its people in our hearts. In trying times like these, we can all use a bit more care and compassion in our lives. So on behalf of the team here at Insight Myanmar, I would like to say, in the traditional way Metta is offered, may you be free from physical discomfort. May you be free from mental discomfort. May you not meet dangers or enemies. May you live a peaceful and happy life. And may all beings be free and come out of suffering. And with that, let's move on to the show. Forward to this episode of Insight Myanmar podcast. This has been a long time coming, but I think it's going to be very worth the wait. Uh, to give some background before we get into today's conversation, we're going to be talking about a 20th century Italian Buddhist monk uh, whose Pali name was Ulokananta. We've already done one episode about him that will be linked to this, and I encourage our listeners to check that out. That was with a colleague of today's guest uh, we talked to before, Antonio Costanza. And today we're going to be continuing the conversation that we started. I should mention the conversation we had was before the Myanmar military coup. I think it might have been before the pandemic. And so We had meant to have these discussions earlier, but life and world events got in the way, so we're returning to them now. I'm very happy that we are, and we've had listeners uh, come back to us and ask where these next episodes are coming. They're really intrigued to listen, so I'm glad that we're able to get to this now and I think our listeners will find this as fascinating as I do. So in the second part of our series, uh, this is with the guest Lorenzo Maria Colombo, we are going to be going deeper into the biography and the story of his research and his team's research into Ulokananta and learning more about him. And I'm incredibly excited for what follows and to be able to bring this amazing story to our wider audience. So, Lorenzo, we've been trying to connect for so long. I'm so happy that we're doing so now. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you to you. Mm.
0: So, let's kick off right away with learning more about... Uh, this great Italian monk, Ullo Kananta. Let's get first to his early origins and childhood before he found Buddhism. Can you tell us a bit about how he grew up, his family life, and then what initially got him attracted to the Dhamma?
1: Yes, uh, well, we call him the first uh, Italian Buddhist monk, but uh, actually he was uh, uh, American-Italian because uh, he was born uh, in uh, Cervinara, that is a small, quite small town in south, southern Italy, and uh, in uh, 18 uh, eight, sorry 86. But uh, when uh, he was um, very young, uh, his parents went uh, to America because uh, there was an uh, economic crisis, much like today, and uh, many Italian, many southern Italians went uh, to to the America. Uh, so he g- grew up uh, in uh, New York and uh, he went to, went to school. He had uh, an, uh, an opportunity of educa- scholastic education uh, much more uh, uh, profound than what uh, Italian boys uh, will have at this time uh, at this time. And uh, uh, he became uh, a chemist, He studied chemistry. And uh, uh, while he was studying uh, chemistry, he became somewhat uh, dis- disaffectionate uh, with uh, his uh, uh, um, religion because it uh, was, uh, of course, uh, his parents were, were of course, uh, uh, Roman uh, Roman Catholics. But uh, he, he said, uh, "I, I started. I don't like. Uh, uh, I, I find. I found." Uh, Something missing in uh, in um, in Catholicism, uh, I, he said. Uh, my religion started to become the religion of science, so it was uh, what, what we would call uh, uh, positivist, uh, may, maybe, and um, but also positivist. Uh, positivism is um, is uh, there is only materiality in positivism. No, is uh, there is no no space for. Uh, for the mind, that is a, a, a natural component of the human being. So long story short, one time he was working in a, in a, a, a important uh, industry in uh, Cincinnati, uh, if you remember correctly. And uh, one of his colleagues uh, gave him a book. In this book, there uh, was uh, uh, one of the early uh, translation of The Life of the Buddha of uh, Asbagosha. Asbagosha. And uh, the Dhammapada. And uh, according to the story, you uh, read uh, the first line of the, Dharm- of the Dhammapada: "Mano pu panga mamaga, mano setta Manomaya. The mind uh, is precede all things; uh, all things are made of mind. And he had uh, some some like of epiphany. Oh, bam! This is my way," he said. Uh, he said, "I was like uh, uh, a man in that de- in a desert." Uh, who is dying uh, with thirst, and then suddenly find a uh, uh, oasis, uh, a pool of uh, fresh water, and drink uh, to the uh, to the his uh, herd uh, herd contains. And uh, he so he began to read every book about Buddhism he could uh, put his hand on. But but uh, in of course in America there there was no through Buddhist culture so one day he abandoned uh, completely his uh, his family his work he gave up everything and went to first India then uh, uh, Sri Lanka and uh, finally in uh, in Burma where uh, he was uh, ordained in 19 uh, uh, 1925.
0: Yeah, thank you for that that background that biographical background of Ulokananta and as we're looking at his early origins he comes from this Roman Catholic family I think all of his uh, his, his most of the men in his family are priests actually so there's there's kind of a suggestion that maybe he should yeah uh,
1: his, his, uh, his brother his, his brother became a bishop yes, and uh, the other brother became uh, uh, he, he also became a, a sh- scientist and was uh, one of the uh, scientists who um, discovered the, the radar technology oh wow yes,
0: how unusual was it that someone um uh, living his early life in a Catholic background in between new york and and Italy, mm-hmm. uh, is then has this interest in the Dhamma and the Buddhist teachings in Buddhism and becomes intrigued to learn more. How unusual is that, and why do you think what do you think in Buddhism was calling out from Ullo uh, Cananta, I think, uh, Salvador, I think, was his, uh, yes, his Italian
1: uh, name? Yes, his name, his name, uh, his actual name, uh, as a lay, a lay person, was uh, uh, Salvatore Natale. Uh, Salvatore means uh, uh, save, the Savior, like, like Jesus Christ, no? And uh, Natale is Christmas, because he was born uh, on the the day after Christmas in the, the uh, St. Stephen, uh, Stephen uh, holiday. So he gave him the name. And, uh, uh, yes, it's, it's quite unusual. And um, I think that uh, uh, also when he was a child uh, or, or young boy, he, he had uh, uh, some, uh, I don't know if I, I call, uh, what, what, what do we, we call, uh, I think he had uh, some tendencies uh, toward uh, some aspect of the Dharma. Uh, for example, when, uh, um, when he was a... Uh, um, uh, a small boy, he found uh, um, a bird on on the on the roof of, of his house on, in New York, and he tried to to bring uh, to to his parents. Uh, can we uh, can we have it like, like he was his pet, no? And uh, sadly, his his parents uh, were uh, basically killed the bird and tried to eat the the, the animal. And uh, he said, uh, I, I, uh, the young Salvatore said, uh, I caused the, the death of this animal, so I, I, have, I have to die too. And he started uh, some sort of uh, uh, hunger strike until his mother asked him, please uh, forgive me, I, I, I won't do that uh, anymore. And he said, OK, mother, I, I forgive you. And he started to eat again but he was uh, ready to to give up his life uh, for the sake of the life of this uh, of this animal he said uh, in one of the discourses much later he said uh, this is the proof that uh, that in one of my past life i was uh, uh, already a, a buddhist he said
0: mm. Mm. that's a powerful story in early childhood showing certain kind of ethical values and compassion for all beings. I still wonder, though, in terms of like theology and culture, conditioning, convention, community, all of these things, it's it's something, it's really something to grow up in a certain place Uh, with certain values and expectations and then have this intrinsic interest for something so different from where you come. And I think for that era, even more so because, you know, today we have internet and everything internet provides and the forums and the questions and the, the online communities we can find. But we're talking about over 100 years ago.
1: Yes. Where, as you yourself yes, have yes.
0: said, the the resources are so few. even even learned people in Western society don't necessarily have a strong understanding of who the Buddha was and what he taught and what Buddhist societies are what they're doing in, in contemporary times. And so, in your study of him, how did you come to to learn or to understand the forces within him that compelled him? To before before going so far away physically, conceptually he had to, to travel such a distance. So what propelled him to conceptually travel so far from the everything where he was raised?
1: Okay, I think uh, he, he was feeling uh, what what in Buddhism uh, they call uh, the samvega, no, the urgency. If uh, uh, he, he felt uh, uh, using uh, um, using a. Uh, an expression typical of the the Buddhist uh, culture. He felt the the world world was on fire. He could not find find uh, uh, satisfaction in the um, in the in the world, uh, in, in the mon- mundane world. No, uh, if you think the the the, the time there was the what what we call uh, today the roaring twenties. No, if you have read the uh, the Great Gatsby the Rolls Royce, uh, the parties, and uh, um, he, he, he said there, there is nothing in, in this for me. There is, uh, there is only boring, uh, uh, there is no true satisfaction in, in the sensual pleasure, in the, in the riches, in, in the, the apparently happiness of this world. Uh, so it was, I think he was already prepared to become a Buddhist before reading uh, the, the Buddhist books, for, for, for what is my impression. And uh, also we, we, we should uh, remember uh, that uh, at, at this time, um, it, it was, uh, in, in Italy, there was no, uh, some, no trace of Buddhism only in the academic uh, uh, circles there were, um, there were some uh, Buddhist scholars. For example, uh, one, one of the most famous is uh, uh, Giuseppe Tucci, a an, an exp- an Tibetan explorer that was uh, initiated, uh, if you remember correctly, in the Saka- Sakyapa lineage of the esoteric Tibetan Buddhism. But... Uh, uh, at, at the level of the um, normal people, no one know, know about Buddhism. Was uh, something like uh, uh, African animism or uh, or, <laughs> or something like that, or uh, some strange uh, cult, uh, not uh, not. Uh, I don't know so yes it was uh, was uh, as i said an uh, an epiphany and maybe he was uh, already prepared to a step uh, that uh, he had in 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 his uh, in his destiny we could call it, in his karma better
0: Mm, so he had these forces that were compelling him to
1: yes. want
0: to, to to be interested and take these steps and some, it sounds like his own inner uh, exploration and, and vision for what he wanted to find was met with, even though there weren't many resources in terms of people or books available, what he did find in the Buddhist teachings intrigued him enough that he wanted to take another step on that path, both yes. conceptually and physically.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, and uh, uh, another thing I noticed is that uh, uh, even his uh, uh, early contact with Buddhist culture was not enough for him. Uh, he, uh, well in in India there was uh, uh, no trace of uh, uh, of Buddhism only in Bangladesh at this time I, I intend. Uh, only in Bangladesh, I think there were some uh, some uh, some small groups of Buddhists, but uh, uh, in India there, there was only the holy places he visited. He, he not found uh, uh, anything, and also in Sri Lanka, I had uh, reading his uh, his discourses, his, his uh, biography. I had the impression that he was not. Uh, um, uh, it was, it was not sufficient for him. You remember that uh, in Sri Lanka at this time, uh, Buddhism was uh, very uh, influenced by uh, Western theosophy, uh, Madame Blavatsky and all this uh, uh, occultist uh, <laughs> package. Mm-hmm, uh, right. It, 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 it had a, a, a really important uh, role, but uh, theosophism in, uh, for example, Buddhist school in in uh, in Sri Lanka. But uh, I had this impression. I, I have no no, no proof uh, to confirm that, but. Uh, he, um, I think it was too much westernized was too much westernized for him and in Sri Lanka he met a monk that said to him if you want to know what buddhism really is you have to go to Burma and so he does and he did and he actually became a buddhist monk in Burma not in in Sri Lanka
0: and before we get to his time in Burma in 1925, which I really want to get to, I'm so fascinated by that. First, just practically, how does he in the 19, 1920s, 1925, practically speaking, how does he get from Italy to Burma at that time?
1: No, he, he went to uh, from America to Burma, uh, he, um, to to India, then Sri Lanka, and Burma. By uh, in the first trip was uh, by ship. Uh, from uh, from uh, America in his second uh, trip uh, there, there was uh, uh, a year later from Italy to Burma. he went by feet and it uh, was
0: uh, that's incredible
1: it yeah. was it uh, was a very long trip it was, uh, it was a two-year trip when he was uh, assaulted by bandits uh, Minister, uh, ministered uh, uh, at gunpoint, uh, uh taken for a spy, arrested. Uh, it was a, a very adventurous trip. Yes, he, he, mm-hmm. you, you, if you read uh, his, uh, his biography, you you don't uh, you you. It's not a boring biography. It's not. A, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's very very interesting.
0: Well, and his his family hid his passport because they refused to let yes, him yes. leave. Right.
1: It, uh, First of all, you, you must remember that, uh, as I said, he was practic- practic- practically the only uh, Buddhist monk in Italy, one. And two, in Italy at this time, there was fascism. That uh, If you know something about fascists, there are not much uh, pr- uh, propensity to uh, religious to- to- tolerance. tolerance. So they tried to, uh, they, they took his passport and tried to convince him to become a Franciscan monk. If you want to to be a monk, yes, but at least be a Franciscan, a Christian monk. And uh, of course he said no, and he did another hunger strike uh, until they gave up. They, 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 when, when he was uh, uh, nearly dead, they, okay. Don't, don't die. In my, his uncle said please don't die in my house I give you passport go where you want and uh, uh, he contacted uh, another uh, Buddhist scholar, Italian Buddhist scholar is uh, Giuseppe De Lorenzo who is a, a very important uh, figure because he was uh, one of the early translators of the Buddhist canon in uh, Italian and uh, Giuseppe De Lorenzo said uh, no, you." Here in Italy, you have no place. He, he, the, the better solution is uh, you go back uh, in Burma, and uh, he, he did so in, in this trip uh, that I mentioned uh, early, earlier.
0: Mm, right. So that brings us to the first part of his story, looking at being in Burma in 1925 and ordaining as a Buddhist monk. I imagine that the full story, as as Tempting as it is, as as tantalizing as it is to want to know uh, in full color detail the stories of this um this this Roman Catholic Italian who's landed in Buddhist Burma, we mm-hmm. should say um, a British colonial Buddhist Burma at that time, and is trying to become a monk. I mean, I I just have endless questions of things I want to know and endless curiosity. I'm sure that you do too. Uh, and probably mo- many of those questions will never be satisfied no. unfortunately but tell us what what we do know
1: because uh, he uh, when he went uh, for the first time to burma he uh, um, stopped all contact with his family and uh, went into a radio radio silence uh, and uh, uh, and uh, even after that uh, he um, practically uh, spoke uh, only, only um, not not much about his uh, his uh, early uh, early stay in uh, in Burma. What we would know there is that in this uh, second trip, uh, he went uh, uh, at least for uh, a period of time on the uh, on the northern uh, um, region of Burma on the on the Himalaya range where he, uh, he had uh, some sort of uh, meditation uh, re- uh, retreat. And uh, uh, there is one occasion in one of the, of his discourses that mention one, I think, we, we think he, he mentioned uh, a strange uh, Buddhist tradition, uh, Buddha Vachana, that is a Theravada tradition, but uh, with uh, an uh, esoteric bent, uh, much like uh, Tibetan Buddhism and uh, uh, Shingon Buddhism in Japan. Uh, It it exists uh, still today, but it's very small, and his uh, adepts are uh, are only a few. And uh, there is, as I said, there is only one reference in one of his uh, discourses, in which he says that uh, the adept uh, of this uh, tradition uh, when they are uh, nearly uh, near death, they start uh, a sort of uh, uh, anapanasati or breath meditation, and they maintain uh, the the awareness, the no the uh, the mental uh, mental state uh, even in the no- in the moment of the death. So they in this moment they can. Uh, uh, realize uh, uh, nibbana, the uh, freedom, freedomness, and and this is is uh, is the as I said the only only one reference. But it's very interesting because uh, after this meditation uh, retreat, the the people who met him said that he was uh, completely changed. Was another person. He had a... Um, a strange magnetism, a strange charm that uh, he, 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 he hadn't uh, before. And uh, this, this the, the story became quite strange, quite weird. Some, someone said that he de- 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 developed what uh, in Buddhism called uh, the Hiddhi, the supernormal power, for example. Someone said that he was uh, uh, able to tame wild animals. Or reading minds, of course, uh, it is uh, is quite uh, <laughs> strange. It, it, we have no proof of this, but uh, is interesting that uh, this this uh, med- this period uh, this, this um, of uh, meditation uh, retreat changed him completely and also changed the perception other people had uh, of him.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. that's it's great to just <clears throat> to hear and reflect on this uh, a, a time. Um so long ago, from our own, where these encounters are happening, and to reflect upon what it must have been like during that time mm-hmm. it's uh it's just so interesting and i and and like you, I'm also just so curious to mm-hmm. to want to know more about what his time in Burma was and so so he comes to he he makes several touches in Burma. the first one is here in nineteen twenty five and yes. uh tell us how long he stayed anything else about the visit that hasn't been addressed yet and then he leaves Burma um uh, to go back to Italy I believe before yes. returning back to Burma again which we'll get into but tell us about this part
1: Okay in the first trip it was only 6 months and uh, he tried uh, what, what we, we can reconstruct about from his discourse he tried uh, the the uh, ascetic practices for example he tried to uh, sleep in the cemeteries. He tried to, to never lie down, to sleep on the sitting position. Uh, but I think it was too early for, too early from him for him to try this uh, time. So he became very sick. He developed a, a strong sickness. So uh, he he had to return, uh, return to Italy in his uh, his uncle's house to to heal because he was uh, too ex- he was exerting himself too much in, uh, in in his practice and um, this is is uh, so I, as I said is a very short part of, of uh, his, uh, his life is uh, the first trip. And um, the second trip was uh, was uh, much longer. He met uh, uh, he, his, uh, his teacher, his meditation teacher, uh, Sunun Soyodo. And maybe also, uh, we are not sure what this, uh, also Mahasi Soyodo, I, I think uh, all many people know him, is one of the most known uh, uh, un- Anapad- I am and uh, uh teacher of the uh, uh, 20th century Nasi and uh, yes, this uh, this is uh, is uh, is uh, second uh, is second stay, and they also studied. Uh, I know, uh, sorry, I don't remember uh, the is uh, the name of his teacher. He also start, uh, started to study the um, the Buddhist canon and the Abhidhamma. They said that uh, the other monks were uh, uh, stupefied because uh, he was uh, he was of course a stranger, but he was. Uh, 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 already uh, capable to memorize many, 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 many pages of the Buddhist canon uh <laughs> respect the, the other monks that were uh, studying uh, with him. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, right. So he he goes back to to Italy and uh, his uh, um, his purpose in going back to Italy, I believe, is to start conversion. Is that right? Uh,
1: well, he, his mainly purpose was to heal because, as I said, he, he became very sick. But uh, he said, uh, "Well, I go to Italy. In in Italy, there is the Pope, so I can try." to convert uh, the pope to buddhism and maybe also also Benito Mussolini the the fascist uh, the fascist leader uh, maybe I can also convince him to become uh, a buddhist So Did he really try of, of, No he, neither the pope nor Mussolini ever received him but uh, the, the intention was was this yes and who knows? Maybe if they they receive him, the story will, will will be different. But uh, sadly, no, they 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 never received him. And he tried also uh, when 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 uh, when he was uh, uh, again in Italy in in the fifties. He, he tried again to to went to Vatican City to convert the Pope, but. Uh, he also never, never, uh, never received. One of my dreams uh, is to meet the Pope and give the Pope uh, the book about Locanata. So maybe not, not Locanata in person, but maybe my book will uh, will uh, arrive finally in the hand of the Pope. It's quite, quite improbable, but uh, <laughs> I hope that it is.
0: I, I can't help laugh, but laugh when I hear this, because you think about the zeal and the eagerness of kind of the Westerner who sits his first of uh, course and is just filled with all of this transcendent wisdom, and and I know I was, and just everyone should do this. You know, this is the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. And, yes. you know, I just I crack up thinking that this, he took it to an extreme. You know, he was so yes. full of joy and excitement from the Buddha's message that he's like, I've got to convert the Pope. I've got to convert <laughs> Mussolini. You know, this is just,
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable
0: to, well, uh, to, one, to hear. Well, the, the, the,
1: the, the mm, I wrote the book with a Buddhist monk that is a venerable Metananda, and I have. To, to mention him because uh, he, he was uh, uh, one of the authors of the book. Uh, he, he translated many of, of the discourses that uh, you find in the book. And uh, he, he said that, that probably uh, there was uh, some kind of. We pass an that is, uh, the, uh, the, imperfect, the, the imperfection of insight. That is, when you are in the early stages of meditation. There are many phenomena that uh, that happens. For example, you see lights, uh, you you heard the voices, eh? and one of the typical phenomenon is this uh, uh, this uh, extraordinary zeal that became sometimes excessive. So, like for example, I will try to convert uh, all, uh, all the world to Buddhism.
0: Mm, mm, right, so he. This is uh, kind of the beginning of these extraordinary names that we start to associate mm-hmm. with Ulokanata. I mean, when you when you pull the list of of uh, internationally famous names that he interacted with, uh, either personally or attempted to interact with, it, it, it again, it just blows the mind what who this figure was and what he was navigating. So, the next figure we can bring into this is Embedkar. I, I think a lot of oh, yes. listeners. Will know who Ambedkar is. Some will not. So, can you first describe who Ambedkar is and how Ulokhanata got associated with him?
1: Well, Ambedkar, Ambedkar is a um, was a, a Indian politician. You know, uh, Indian society was and already in parties uh, divided into classes, into castes, in varnas. You no, know, there is the the, noble, the nobles, the uh, the priest uh, and. Uh, you go down down and when you find uh, at the bottom of the of the uh, society the outcasts no the the paria the, the the chandala they they call them the the dog eaters with uh, there are discriminated They especially back at the time they can go to the, the school the the school of the the others they can can go can go to the hospitals uh, they are emarginated uh, and so on uh, Am- ambedkar was uh, an outcast but uh, he had the opportunity to study in an english school uh, he, um, he studied also in uh, united kingdom and when he came back to india he started a political movement uh, of uh, freedom of the the lower classes, and of course, uh, one of uh, his uh, first of, of his uh, first uh, important steps was to reject uh, Hinduism because Hinduism was seen as the religion of the oppressors, or no, of the upper classes that uh, want to maintain uh, the chandalas uh, in their uh, lower status. And uh, he had uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, rivalry with uh, another uh, important uh, political figure of the time, uh, that is uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Gandhi was uh, uh, an upper class uh, born uh, politician, and uh, he he tried to maintain uh, the status quo of the the classes. Ambedkar was uh, trying to uh, um, introduce the Western concept of society, an equal society where uh, the rights uh, are even distributed between uh, the the population, and uh, uh, when. Venerable Lokanata, in one of, the, of his trip uh, to India, because uh, one one of his uh, inten- was his goals was to bring back Buddhism in India. Uh, in one of his trips, uh, trip trip by feet, uh, from Burma to India by feet, uh, <laughs> he, he, I had this uh, thing uh, uh, this this <laughs> this thing for for uh, for. Uh, fit trip into, uh, <laughs> uh, into land uh, far away. Uh, in one of his trips, uh, he, he, he heard that uh, Ambedkar had rejected Hinduism, and he, he, uh, he, um, he found an opportunity. He tried to meet Ambedkar, and he did this time, and tried to convince him to convert to Buddhism. He wrote many letters to Ambedkar. He wrote a pamphlet that called uh, The Truth Will Set You Free uh, that distributed uh, in in the lower class in the the slums where the Chandala lived uh, to try to convince not only Ambedkar but all the Chandala population to convert to Buddhism. Uh, And he said uh, if, uh, if you want to be free uh, externally, politically, socially, you have to learn first to uh, become free inside. And the way to become free inside uh, is not uh, Hinduism, is Buddhism. And uh, at the first, uh, uh, and I think uh, Ambedkar was not ready to, to become a Buddhist right away. He, he said, oh, "Yes, I I think, but uh, I'm not sure." And um, but uh, it was only after the World War World War II that uh, he finally said, "Okay, I convert to Buddhism."
0: Sure. So thanks for giving that <clears throat> background into Embedkar and the his work in India to convert many of these untouchable Dalit. Into uh, into Buddhism, the biggest conversion in, in history, I believe it is.
1: Yes, yes. In is uh, the the historical uh, in the historical record of this uh, the past century, at least, uh, half a million of the of uh, a conversion of half a million of people is the biggest uh, uh, mass conversion of of the time. Yes.
0: And what do we know of ulokananta's relation with embedkar in this process?
1: Uh, well he, he maintained uh, a, uh, a contact with him uh, with letters uh, also during the the war because uh, uh, during the war uh, uh, venerable Lokanata sadly was imprisoned by the british uh, British Army because he was uh, uh, he, he had still a, an Italian passport and as you know uh, Italian and uh, England were were enemies during the war so he was uh, he was uh, imprisoned in a con- con- concentration camp and he had no opportunity to to meet uh, uh, Ambedkar in person for uh, for uh-huh. the years of the war and. Uh, even during his stay in this con- concentration camp, this is another, another uh, bit of his life uh, that we, we know much about. He, he, he give uh, some tantalizing accounts. Uh, for example, he said, uh, one time, I tried to convert uh, uh, my, my fellow prisoners. And the British, uh, British tried to burn me alive. I don't know if it's only a metaphor of his, or he, mm. they actually tried to kill him. But uh, uh, he, um, he reacted uh, in this occasion, and uh, also in, an, in another occasion when he, they they uh, tried to uh, take away his robe and give him the the um, uniform of the prisoners. He said, "No, I want to maintain my uniform." My, sorry, my my robe because I am a monk. Uh, I, I, this this is the sign of my status as a monk. You can you can take me away. That this so he started an hunger strike in the concentration camp until the the guards gave up and and gave his uh, his robe uh, back uh, to to. And uh, he, he, he maintained, as I said, uh, an, um, a contact with ambedkar uh, and I think that uh, they uh, had some sort of uh, agreement to the exact date of Ambedkar uh, conver- conversion. I have no proof of this, but uh, um, many years before this conversion, that, that was in 1968, Fifty six, uh, um, he said. You, in many of these uh, looking in many of his uh, discourses, said you, um, you people, you have to way to this uh, this year, um, nineteen fifty-six, because in this year will happen something uh, something important, uh, something that uh, will uh, bring back Buddhism to India and then in all world. And this date was not uh, uh, chosen uh, at at random; it was chosen. Uh, I think uh, with uh, a purpose, because uh, this is, uh, according to the, uh, the, the, calen- the Eastern uh, calendar, the exact half of the Buddhist sasana, the dispensation of the Buddha, that will last uh, uh, 5,000 years. And uh, the exact, exact half is uh, the, the year 1965. 56, sorry. And that was the
0: conversion of Embed Car.
1: There the, the was the, the conversion of Embed Car. Uh, I, I think there, there was some sort of, uh, of, uh, of uh, agreement before, uh, the, because it's, it's too strange that it was uh, exactly that year. The the year after the sixth Buddhist con- big uh, Buddhist Theravada council is is too precise. It is too is too pinpoint to be uh, only only a uh, uh, casuality. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I think that there was uh, some sort of premeditation of this.
0: Mm, right that's that's really interesting and of course he was imprisoned by the british as he was taking mm. yet another of his treks when he was he was walking on foot from one place to another in the himalayas when when he was imprisoned and insisted that he that his robes transcended his nationality that mm. they transcended yes. politics and that he demanded that he not be a prisoner of war because he was he was a he was a Buddhist monk and and should be seen in in that vocation rather than through his identity as an Italian and the British obviously yeah. didn't agree but didn't um, agree. he then spent this time in uh, as a POW and was released after World War II, as you mentioned, trying to not wasting any time still with this same Mm -hmm. zeal instead of going from trying to convert Mussolini and the Pope. He's now trying to convert prisoners of war. uh, He's at a POW camp trying to convince the other uh, prisoners to convert to Buddhism and and the British don't like that. So this this kind of uh, new... um, this newfounded zeal has not been tempered at all, and we'll see that throughout no, his life. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, he, he,
1: he, during his stay in the, um, the concentration camp, he also tried to, he, wrote a, he actually wrote a letter to Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, Churchill, and, and uh, the other the, um, Emperor Hirohito of Japan, and tried to convince them to stop the war. And he he, he, he said uh, that uh, in one of his discourses he said that he has uh, perfect uh, uh, knowledge that uh, there uh, there was no chance that uh, this will happen. Uh, but uh, he, he said that I had uh, at least uh, to make uh, the the gesture the um, because. Uh, uh, I, yeah. There is, there is, a, there is a, one interesting thing that many Buddhists at this time, it's quite strange to, to think of this, but many Buddhists, uh, especially, of course, in Japan, were not uh, at all uh, contrary to war. Because uh, uh, in Japan, for example, there was a tradition of uh, what they call uh, kodobukyo, that is uh, uh, Buddhism of the imperial way, that is some sort of a syncretism between uh, Buddhist and Shinto with the, the emperor as a, a central uh, role, that uh, uh, see the war as, a, as an occasion to uh, to, um, uh, to bring uh, uh, unity to Asia under the Buddhist flag. And uh, Lokanata, at the, in the first, uh, stage of his uh, Buddhist experience as a Buddhist monk uh, was quite uh, 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 was was quite of this idea. When the war started, he gave up completely this uh, perspective and started to talk strongly against any form of violence. He was he said no, the war is wrong. It is is uh, ever wrong. Uh, even if you make war for uh, apparently a cause a cause that is uh, rightful, uh, kill another human being, uh, you 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 are not a hero. You you go to hell uh, without uh, without doubt. And uh, uh, in this time, in particular time of uh, of, uh, of, of, uh, of 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 our history, I think that. Uh, Maybe this is the most important lesson of uh, Venerable Kanata. In fact, I, I tried to uh, publish many of uh, his discourses uh, against war uh, on, mm. on, on the net because I think that uh, sadly the many years are passed but uh, uh, the human stupidity is, uh, is still the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. And I think we should put them in a little bit of time and context now because in these years, the kind of mid-century, mid-20th century we're looking at, there's a couple of points to note here. Um, first, obviously, this is the Cold War happening after World War II, mm-hmm. and this is separating and breaking the world down. Another feature to mention is that there really was kind of a pan-Buddhist uh, movement that swept over Asia at this time and mm. didn't succeed until today. So we don't really see this today. I mean, now Buddhisms are somewhat nationalistic, you know, you you in different Buddhist countries.
1: The the prophecies of the expansion of Buddhism in all the world actually happened and, and uh, it started with the... Uh, many Buddhist preachers of the world, and Locanata was one of the, the early, early attempts to bring Buddhism in, in the Western countries in a, in a form that was uh, uh, not uh, elitarist. As I said, uh, there, 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 um, in Italy, there were Buddhist uh, before Locanata, for example, in Italy, but uh, were in, in the academy, in the in, in the scientist circles, not in the the normal people uh, life. He went to after the war. Uh, he went first to America and then in Europe to bring a form of Buddhism that was uh, uh, capable to catch the interest. Uh, of the the normal uh, people that uh, know nothing about Buddhism uh, before, and uh, I think in America I failed, uh, m- m- almost fa- uh, failed because uh, uh, he, in, at the first time it was uh, uh, seen uh, as uh, some sort of, uh, of I don't know. Uh, uh, trickster uh, some sort of uh, con man and was was not uh, very well uh, uh, received in Europe uh, uh, he started some little uh, groups of uh, pe- not, not Buddhist but people interested in Buddhism that uh, still are uh, uh, living today so he, he, his, uh, his lineage continue even today the 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 lineage of venerable locanata that, that started back at the at the time.
0: Mm, and we also have to place them in this period of nuclear non-proliferation. Yes. This becomes a cause he takes up. And, and it's very interesting because, I mean, number one, we have to look at that this was a huge fear of this time. So it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, I think now if someone is concerned about nuclear nonproliferation, it's kind of a a, um, a more of a, a passion project or something that that they particularly— have found a way to care about like environmentalism or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. else. But at that time, this, this was a major fear of the world. There, there were television shows and movies and, you know, newspapers oh, yes. that, that were, were predicting and fearing what could happen with nuclear bombs being dropped. And so he, and so what's so interesting is that in and of course you have the Cuban missile crisis, you have so many important events that are happening, um, post World War II that are just heightening those, the doomsday clock and those fears, and he steps in as a Westerner who understands science, who, who understands geopolitical matters, and mm-hmm. is using um, his understanding of the Buddha's teaching and the Dhamma to be able not just to speak about the importance of peace and overcoming this nuclear threat, but also even in the way that he talks about the splitting of atoms and his his technical understanding of science— he's using a Buddhist framework in his discourses to be able to, to break down and understand um, both the science behind the nuclear threat as well as the need for global peace to prevent uh, global annihilation, correct?
1: Oh, Correct. Uh, he said that, uh, in one of his, uh, his uh, masterpieces is Buddhism, is a, a, a Buddhist bomb of love of meta, no? Right, is a right, Universal, universal. And uh, he he said one one important thing because there were many people that said uh, we uh, we must uh, be, um, start a, a politic of disarmament of uh, uh, we put away all our weapon weapon. And uh, he said. Uh, it's not sufficient to destroy all weapons in the world, because if you are not at peace within yourself, uh, you, uh, there is all, all way, always the potential of war inside your heart. And uh, strangely, he, he, um, sorry, he, um, he used an, an example, uh, not from the Buddhist text, but from the Catholic Bible, in the, in the letter of, 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 I think, St. James, where he said, uh, uh, um, uh, you, you must fight, uh, the, um, there, are, there are passion that fight inside you, no? the, the passion inside your heart is uh, what causes uh, cause war, not, uh, the, not the weapon. The, the, a weapon is only a thing. If you if you are, have no need to take a, a gun in your hand and and shoot, uh, a, a gun doesn't kill anybody. Is you is your, your your mind your your intention to to hate to kill that that kill someone? Not not a gun. So he said.
0: Right. That's yeah. That, that's so powerful. And we're we're jumping around all over his story now, just looking at where different parts of his life sequentially fit into what he was doing in these different eras. Maybe before we go ahead and look into his Hollywood years, which are just incredible and fascinating, again, let's go back to Burma and let's look at his time in Burma, what we know of that. Uh, we know that he was friends with the great Burmese monks, Sumlun Sayadaw and Webu Sayada, both of whom yeah. are, are presumed to be fully enlightened people. What do we know of his association with those two?
1: Well, we know that uh, uh, they were his teacher, and uh, um, we think that is uh, uh, not certain because is uh, we have only uh, um, an oral testimony. But uh, uh, they said that they recognized him as a bodhisattva because uh, uh, he met Webu uh, Sayado. Uh, 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 the, the story goes that he met Webo Sayado for the last time in his life, his old teacher. And uh, he said, uh, um, well, teacher, will uh, we'll, uh, we meet again uh, later? And uh, apparently webosayado Sayado said, uh, no, because uh, uh, you, you want to become a Buddha. You 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 are you are you are, you are you have to stay here many uh, still many many times. I, I have no and I for myself I have no no such uh, an ambition. So no, we we will never meet, we met met uh, again uh, after after this life. And uh, this this is uh, I think an um, an important uh, uh, if it's true is quite important because uh, in Teravada tradition there is. N- not sh- not much emphasis uh, on the bodhisattva thing, no, uh, on the the concept of of became a Buddha and stay and stay here. You can you can reach enlightenment, but uh, your your uh, meta um, maintain you here in in this world because you want uh, to be able to um, to help other people and. Uh, he was also, a, he was not uh, not an Asian man. He was a, a, an Italian man. He was a stranger. Uh, so being uh, being recognized as a bodhisattva is, uh, I repeat, if, is, if uh, it's true, is an important sign of the consideration uh, of the man at, at the time.
0: Mm, right. And um, so... Concerning his meditation experience, we know that he did some meditating in the Himalayas. Uh, and I'm wondering what we know about what type of meditation he practiced, what technique, as well as if there were influences with Sun, Lun, and Webu.
1: Not much, uh, because in his uh, discourses, he speaks very little about uh, meditation techniques. He was m- most concerned with uh, Basic moral uh, teaching like uh, not violence. He was uh, a, a strong uh, vegetarian. You you know in Theravada tradition there is not much much emphasis on the the vegetarian diet, but uh, he was a vegetarian. He said uh, no you you must uh, you, you shouldn't eat meat. Uh, you you shouldn't uh, be um, be kind with uh, all animals and etc. And so, as I said, he d- didn't speak much about meditation. Uh, what we know is uh, uh, he, he, um, he speaks about uh, Anapanasati. So maybe he was, uh, was uh, following the, the Anapanasati Vipassana tradition. Uh, Sometimes uh, he speak uh, about uh, Kasina meditation, you know, what, what the, the um, meditation on the colored disc uh, uh, uh-huh. you, you you have a in front of you a color disc and you can and and he, s- he speak about uh, the meditation of the on the elements and the four uh, uh, on the four in, in, uh, in the four brahma vihara the metta karuna etc. He, 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 he do not speak much, much about meditation, but I think he was practicing some, something very similar to modern uh, Vipassana meditation. I, we are not sure, but, uh, but I think is, uh, this is uh, is most probable uh, hypothesis.
0: Right. And then in looking beyond the meditation, do we have any examples or accounts of some of the psychic powers he might
1: have developed? Well, yes. Very. um, um, For example, we have uh, an account when he was. there was some jealousy in the monastery because he was a westerner and uh, was some kind of uh, dislike of him because of, he was not uh, born. So one, one time, one of the other monks, uh, not m- much a Buddhist thing to do, he tried to hit him with, with a, a stick when he was meditating. And according to the testimony, the, he, um, he tried to eat many times, but uh, the, the stick didn't hit him. Or if he hit him, it he, he didn't uh, hurt him. Because uh, according to the tra- meditation tradition, when you are uh, in samadhi, in, in a profound samadhi, uh, in especially meta meditation uh, uh, somebody with meta with uh, object of meditation, you cannot be hurt. So apparently, he was uh, had some sort of uh, uh, invul- invulnerability during uh, uh, at least during his his meditation. And in another account, and in this case, we is uh, is is only uh, reference to uh, psychic powers. He was uh, was telling the story about his, uh, his uh, experience when he was a boy with with the bird that I I, I mentioned earlier, and he said uh, if at the time uh, uh, at the time I I had not the uh, capability to read minds. So uh, I could not possibly read the minds of, of my parents when, when they tried to kill, when they, they, um, they, they took my bird and, and tried to kill him. Uh, and uh, sadly, we, we cannot be sure if it was only joking, or if, if uh, for example, maybe uh, we have only the tra- transcription of the discourses, no? So, uh, if I said uh, I have a supernormal powers, for example, and I'm smiling, uh, I, I'm making uh, I wa I winks, because it is it, uh, is only is only a joke. Uh, if I, I'm serious, is is another thing. And uh, uh, the according to the Buddhist law, if you mention in public that you have supernormal power. Uh, and you cannot prove him uh, this uh, this, uh, um, this claim with uh, in front of other other monks. Uh, you're out. You 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 became uh, 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 you became a layperson, and you can uh, you, you you are disrobed, and you can became, uh, you can possibly become a monk again so uh, the the possi- there are two possibilities or he was joking as i said or he was serious and he has the mean to prove uh, this claim in front of other monks
0: mm, right yeah that's that's a, that's a lot to take in um and uh we know that he was he was connected both to webu and sunlun we don't exactly know how the meditation was related but i believe that I remember reading somewhere a while ago that he was actually the the connector. He was actually the one who introduced Webu to Sunlun. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I don't don't remember this part. Uh, Yes, um, honestly, I don't remember that. Maybe there is something true in what you said, but, but I don't remember that, no.
0: Mm, right. Mm-hmm. So if he was practicing his own meditation, and again, we have to put this in context. This is not a time when many people, uh, even monastics, are are actually doing meditation. It's not, mm-hmm. not as common then as Whoa. it was now. But to what degree was he encouraging other people to meditate, especially lay people? Or this was also the time that it was during this period, it was transitioning and moving from a kind of forest practice for a few monastics to these urban lay centers that the great monks like Mahasi would oversee and, and support and, um, and carry on. And so, this, what's been known as the mass meditation movement, the mindfulness movement that developed, uh, he was living through in his elder years, it was when this really started to take off. So, do we know anything about how he encouraged other people or even? centers and systems to promote meditation.
1: Okay. I think that, uh, um, he, in, as I said, uh, in these public uh, discourses, uh, he didn't speak much about meditation. I think uh, uh, when he, he had uh, some sort of uh, uh, small circle of, of people... Uh, and he felt that this the, uh, these people were really interested in buddhism he started to teach uh, to meditation to them not uh, or not uh, before uh, and is uh, quite different uh, the his approach uh, if we we look uh, for example of the approach that is today that uh, you have an interested Interest in Buddhism, you go to the Buddhist monastery, to the uh, to the temple. You try your first step in meditation, and then uh, they introduce you into the uh, into the um, into Buddhism uh, proper. And uh, the approach I found uh, uh, the approach uh, the of uh, venerable Kanata was more uh, like the the. All the Buddhist approach, the, the, the approach that uh, even the Buddha himself used, because if you read the, the suttas, uh, the Buddha don't, uh, don't teach meditation first. The Buddha started to teach uh, morality, to, to teach, to, to give some simple uh, uh, advice to people. And when you see that uh, the people's minds are, are ready, he started meditation, and I think I have, I have this impression that uh, Lokanata used uh, some sort of, of similar technique in his uh, in his approach.
0: Mm-hmm. So he was encouraging of more people to practice meditation before that really became popular.
1: Yes, yes, uh, of course, and uh, he said, uh, "Greed, you fight greed with generosity with dana." You fight anger with uh, meta, be kind with morality, and uh, you find ignorance with meditation. So, uh, and because in ignorance is the uh, the first uh, cause of the other uh, depravities of the mind, of the other other venoms of that uh, that uh, in, intoxicate the minds. Meditation, of course, is the most important thing to do. Also, of course, also uh, also, Metta, also dana is important, but uh, meditation has a central uh, importance in, in, his teaching. in his teaching. As I said, uh, um, he introduced uh, the, the actual meditation practice uh, not uh, at the early stage uh, of uh, his teaching, but uh, when he felt that uh, people were ready to to
0: start. Mm, that's really interesting. Uh, let's go to another connection and association, and that's Sayaji Ubekin. What do we know about his relation with him?
1: Uh, uh, Ubekin, uh, we, I, we are not sure that he actually met him. Uh, we have uh, uh, many, uh, What what is the word, many uh Testimony that uh, said uh, yes, he, he met him, and some other that no, he he, he he not met him. Is is uh, some sort of uh, uh, of obscurity this, this re- his relations, relationship with him. Uh, we, we, I I have uh, as as the the actual uh, situation. I've I've not uh, been able to. Uh, being sure that uh, this, uh, this meet, uh, meeting w- was actually happen, happened or not.
0: Mm, right. And I remember we were going back and forth some time ago that I had read some source somewhere that he had given a Dama discourse in Ubikin's accountant general's office before IMC was formed and had uh, uh, Ubikin would have different speakers come to take the precepts or to give a talk and. And that he was one of them, but we we couldn't track that down. I I did ask that question to someone uh, familiar with IMC, and they said very likely that that would have been the case. But that was before their time as well. They couldn't confirm it, but said that very likely that that they they could see that happening. But um, that's another uh, another mystery that we have to uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that we don't know.
1: We don't uh, uh, as a, uh, a biographer, I I have to um to have a uh, a document or a, or, or a a a smoking gun to to be sure to that, that this uh, this happened it, it probably probably there is uh, there is a uh, the strong probability that that happened but i have no 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 means as 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 today maybe in the future uh, there there was uh, something uh, Something documents or, or or something like that uh, that uh, uh, I have uh, that give me the the possibility to to confirm this, but uh, as uh, as as today I I cannot uh, say that.
0: Right. The other thing that you do go into in looking at UBCan student SN Goenka, uh and noticing that. Uh, the way that Ulo Kananta would give these discourses uh, talking about uh, um, kind of combining, intertwining the science and the Dhamma and the Buddhist teachings that there's something reminiscent with the way that Goenka would go on to formulate his own speeches so tell us the similarity you found and what do you think the relation could be?
1: Well, uh... I, I have not much experience in uh, Goenka tradition. I, I I I follow a similar. Uh, yeah, I follow the Mazi Sayado tradition that is quite similar. I, so I have not uh, much uh, much experience in the in this. But yes, it, it probably there there is uh, some connection. I don't know if there is a direct connection that is uh, uh, in the cultural. Uh, milieu of, uh, of, uh, of the the we passed tradition at the time uh, they the, there was this tendency to uh, to speak about science and the meditation and or there was uh, only a coincidence so uh, maybe they were both uh, interested in science and they follow a similar path it is another uh, also this is another mystery that uh, i have no no mean to uh, to make light on sadly it, it probably because uh, uh, here in italy we say that the apple never fall uh, uh, too much uh, uh, distant from the tree that that uh, uh-huh. Uh, the, the giving birth so uh, probably there, there is uh, some, uh, some sort of, of connection uh, we must also remember that uh, um, the, the renewal of buddhism uh, the, what the, maybe in, in a not uh, correct fa- fashion is called the, the Mo- Buddhism modernism has a strong bent toward the science, toward the psychology Venerable Lokanata said, uh, "American psychologists will find Buddhism a great, uh, uh, a great uh, insight in in their uh, in their field of studies because there are many similarities." So, um, I don't, in my personal uh, personal opinion, I don't think there was a a a, 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 a contact. Uh, between the two figures, but uh, a similar um, a similar tendency because there was uh, this was the um, the Weltanschauung, the worldview of Buddhism at the time, and in, in here in in the West is uh, is maybe so also today there is a, a tendency to discard the aspect that seem more. Um, connected with popular religion, for example, uh, you know, the the relics of the Buddha, the uh, lighting, the the candles in front of the statue of the Buddha, and uh, more on the psychological, uh, uh, scientific uh, experience, uh, experiential uh, um, point of view of the, the meditation practice.
0: Mm, well said. Yeah, that's that, that's that's certainly true, and we're also seeing Ulokanata having his his foot in both these fields, both these planes mm-hmm. of the the rational, the scientific mind body, and that that's more the outward facing form, while also certainly uh, living a life and having experiences that are some of more the supernatural and magical mm-hmm. elements that that usually aren't portrayed in, in selling Buddhism so to speak or, or encouraging people to come and take a course a
1: particular thing of uh, his life I found apparently is a contrast no uh, is a, he, he is a positive as I said uh, at the beginning he was a positivist that found a tradition that uh, uh, of spirituality completely different from his uh, experience of his uh, uh, social background, uh, but uh, he, he found a way to uh, um, live uh, his, uh, his, his experience in Buddhism uh, not as a contrast with his past life as a scientist as a, a positivist, but uh, as an integration of his the first part of his life.
0: Mm, right, and let's you you mentioned as one of the features of a Buddhist life that is not so much this outward facing is relics. These are relics from a um, either from the Buddha himself or from one of the disciples or from an enlightened being that are believed to have a certain kind of purity. It's what the pagodas, uh, the the, the, or, the mm. origination of why pagodas exist in the Buddhist world is that they were merely uh, to house the and protect the relics. And there's a fascinating story about what are believed to be original Buddha relics that were, were, were given to uh, the president or the prime minister, the government of Sri Lanka. And then this is another association that Ulokanatha mm. has in going to Sri Lanka. So tell us first about those Buddha relics, why they're important, uh, how they came to Sri Lanka, and then Ulo Kanata's, uh integration into that.
1: Well, uh, yes, there were the the relics of the the most important disciple of the Buddha uh, that uh, is uh, venerable uh, Sariputta and venerable Mogallana, Sariputra and uh, Modgalayana in, uh, in in Sanskrit, and uh, apparently he was chosen he, with other monks to bring the the relics back into in, uh, in into Sri Lanka. So. This is another sign of, uh, of uh, the consideration uh, of Venerable uh, of, uh, of Kanata back at the time. Because, uh, of course, uh, uh, being connected with uh, uh, a historical moment like this uh, uh, means that uh, you have uh, uh, a special, uh, special uh, consideration in, in the Buddhist society and uh, also in the Buddhist uh, hier- monastic uh, hierarchy. No, and uh, yes. So in it, this was this occasion that, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, apparently it was prophesied his uh, his status as a bodhisattva. So the both thing goes uh, goes uh, on the on the same uh, uh, the same occasion.
0: Mm, right, and so tell us where Ulokananta comes into the picture. To first of all, I mean to to meet the head of state of Sri Lanka. How does that even happen? And then there is a connection with Webu Sayada. Tell us that part of the story. Yeah,
1: apparently the uh, the prime minister said uh, ma- asked the Lokanata if uh, there were still harant in the world. Uh, this, this is a question that uh, uh, I I I heard many times in in, in Buddhist circles. So, someone said no. There, there are not. Someone said yes, and uh, look another said yes. There is, and I can uh, organize a meeting with one of the of uh, of, uh, of them with Arant, and he presented him uh, the, the the venerable monk. Yes, uh, so this uh, I think uh, is uh, an important uh, uh, point, not only uh, from the. Uh, political point of view, but but also from the uh, doc- doctrinal point of view. Because uh, uh, if you said that uh, there are still aren't uh, still alive today, you take a strong position in favor of uh, a conception of uh, the cyclical cyclical uh, uh, point of view of Buddhism, because. Uh, let me let me explain. Uh, they, they said that uh, when the um, after the death of the Buddha, the Dharma will decline, and the uh, first uh, thing to disappear were uh, realization of the Arant, then uh, realization as an uh, anagami, the realization as a Sakadagami, and the realization as a, as a sotapan. Uh, but uh, in one of, uh, of uh, popular tradition, they said that uh, when there, uh, there will be the famous uh, return of Buddhism uh, in India and then in all the world, the cycle starts again. So they, they start uh, again to be Arant in this world. And so I think that uh, Venerable Kanata was uh, exposing this, uh, this point of view in his, uh, in his uh, view of the life actually.
0: Mm-hmm. And so there's Webu Sayada, who's one of the most famous and revered monks of the 20th century, basically a recluse, is living in rural Burma in Injinbin. He becomes an important kind of mentor for Sayaji Ubaken, who, of course, was Goenka's teacher, and Goenka kicked off the whole uh, Vipassana mm-hmm. movement in his organization today. But... Um, uh, but Ulo Kananta knew Webu Sayada, and he facilitated the travel of Webu Sayada after hearing from the Sri Lankan prime minister, president, this this um, uh, this concern that there weren't our haunts in the world today. As you say, this is a, a common conversation in Buddhist circles mm-hmm. of our people realizing the final goal in our era. And uh, Ulo Kananta saying, oh, yes, indeed there are. And he somehow facilitates, uh, first of all, the the Sri Lankan head of state agreeing to to um, to bring out uh, a Burmese monk in in this kind of state visit, which is no small thing, and then also it's no small thing as well, encouraging a recluse who barely leaves his meditation hut to travel to the presidential palaces of mm. sri lanka that must have been an extraordinary meeting and we've yeah, seen yeah. pictures from that we we've seen amazing pictures of webu there and then webu is even more extraordinary still He's given the Buddha relics, and to this day, these Buddha—he takes them back to Injinbin. To this day, and listeners that are are tuning in that have been to Injinbin, that know Webuseida, that have seen pictures of the, the Buddha relics and the procession in this small village of Bin today, few people know the story of how they got there. You know, how did these, how did this small speck of a village, which even an hour away, people don't have never heard of. It's such a small village. How does it have Buddha relics? Well, it has Buddha relics that were given by the Sri Lankan head of state a half century before. You know, this is this is just unbelievable. But Webu through the connection of Ullokanatha, goes to Sri Lanka and is gifted um, in the presidential palace uh, Buddha relics, which he then takes back to his village. This is so remarkable.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I must say that the uh, venerable Ullokanatha had a uh, a very uh, strong uh, political uh, uh, smartness in his life. Uh, I, I, I don't yeah, say yeah. this in, in a in a uh, derogatory way. He, he yes, was uh, yeah. very smart. He was he was, uh, he was uh, and uh, he, he had of course, a uh, great charisma uh, as you say uh, he, <laughs> he, he convinced uh, <laughs> the venerable ARMIT uh, to 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 go uh, to meet the, the president. So, it is I uh, I think that we cannot believe in his uh, supernormal power, but uh, some sort of uh, of strange power he, he actually had. I think.
0: Mm, yeah, it, it's it, he he's he's a grand networker. Of uh, I think he has mm-hmm. the charisma. He has the networks. He's able to to navigate this. I've often. I, I also don't mean to be um, to be flippant when I say this but when I started to learn Ulo Kantha's story I started to think of him as like the Forrest Gump of the Buddhist world well, because you know in, yes. in the movie Forrest Gump he you know and 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 the way the analogy falls through is Forrest Gump as a simpleton who just kind of lucks his way into all these accidental encounters and Ulo Kantha is a, a, an extremely wise and revered monk who these are not accidental he's, he's making them happen but the similarity is that just as Forrest Gump is kind of like, you know, um, meeting this head of state and this celebrity and uh, you know, causing um, uh, uh, having an impact on world events by by just kind of showing up at the right time and right place. I mean, you have ulokanantha who's like, you know, connected as we've shared here, all the connections of Embedkar, Mussolini, and the Pope, and Webu Sayeda Sunluun, the Sri Lankan head of state. You know, just on and on and on, all these connections, where his influence keeps going, and that's why I'm so excited to do this interview because when I I tell people about Ulo Kantha. I get so excited. I just say, I, I I can't stop. I can't start talking about him because if I do, I won't stop. You know, it's there's um, when when you start telling kind of the greatest hits of his story, which we haven't even gotten through. There's still a few more left, but when you start telling the greatest hits of Ulo Kantha, you're you know, it's like you tell one, two, three, four, five anecdotes. You're like, well, wait, wait. There's all. He also did this. He also did this. He all, you know, this also happened. So, it's uh, it's such an extraordinary tale.
1: And uh, we don't know much about what he actually did. This is only the, the, the point of the iceberg, you know, because uh, m- m- much of his life, uh, he, he, as, I, as I said, uh, we don't know much. Uh, he, uh, for many years he went uh, on, on radio, radio silence, uh, he didn't wrote a letter, so... Uh, much of, uh, of what he actually did uh, is uh, mere conjecture, and uh, you you made the the reference to Forrest Gump. I I would like more to make a reference to Emilio Sagari, that is an uh, an Italian writer uh, of the same uh, that um, write many books, many yeah uh, for young people, books for young people when. Uh, a venerable Locanata was uh, was a young boy, and uh, there are many, if you read these books, these uh, adventure books that uh, 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 that take place uh, in the in the East, in the mysterious China, in the um, in, in in Asia, you find many similarities uh, with the the life uh, the actual life of venerable Locanata. The difference is uh, that uh, the the books of uh, Emilio Sagari are. Uh, totally invented they are totally fantasy in but uh, vener actually did uh, these things and and many others yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah one one thing is uh, uh sadly we, we must say is uh, uh, we, we have uh, an we, we I, I give uh, an um, an account uh, uh, that the seem uh, uh, quite uh, uh, a, a happy life uh, that uh, adventurous life uh, with many satisfaction. but I, I must say I must remember that uh, he had many setback setbacks uh, he was uh, uh, many times uh, was arrested uh, he was beaten he, so um, uh, in, in Buddhism, they, they call the the vic- vicissitudes of life. Uh-huh. No, uh, sometimes uh, you you are appreciated. Uh, sometimes uh, you gain. Uh, sometimes uh, all, all, all is good. Uh, all, all all is fine. And. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, the, the the thing goes uh, in another direction, and the people hate you. Uh, the you you try to do uh, uh, something, and this goes wrong. But uh, uh, as the Buddha, Venerable Kanata, uh, min- uh, always maintain his uh, is uh, cold, cold blood. You know, is uh, his, uh they, uh, they gave him uh, flowers uh, on, on, uh, on his neck. When he was in America, there was a, uh, uh, the girls that uh, went uh, on, on his feet with the, to, to make him walk on their hairs. And uh, he, he had the, the same, uh, uh, the same uh, behavior that uh, when the, the press uh, told him as a, as a con artist Con artists as a as a charlatan and and so on. So he uh, he maintained his equanimity even in the face of the good and in the face of the bad. Mm.
0: Well, this is where the story takes us now. This is where the story gets even more incredible, if if uh, uh, if if one can possibly believe it. Is that um, we now move to the post-war period. We're in the 1950s and. When and and you think this person we've described up to this point, these amazing stories we we tell, can you now imagine this person in 1950s Hollywood? You think about what Hollywood is in general, but what it was especially in the 1950s and that post Cold War or, or or the Cold War, the post World War II period of uh, economic economic boom, the Eisenhower years, the the Tinsel Town is really taking off. And of all the places where he could go, he lands in Los Angeles and he becomes something of a a minor celebrity in Hollywood culture in the 50s, which is just, and there are pictures of this, which are just unbelievable. He goes to seances, he, uh, uh, he's, he's involved in kind of new age cults.
1: That is, a, is a, a quite weird uh, story also, because it uh, was um, he, uh, there were these, a couple of stranger strange uh, people uh, that uh, um, invited him in, in their house in this uh, big Hollywood uh, villa on, on the, the hills of Hollywood, and that was the villa, uh, the the house where uh, uh, there was previously previously owned by Rodolfo Valentino. The actor of the the, the cinema, and uh, <laughs> during one of the the evening, uh, they invited him. This, this strange uh, group of people, and they make him to participate to a seance to a when they tried to evoke the, the ghost of Rodolfo Valentino. But uh, apparently they failed, uh, and the uh, the uh, appeared only the the ghost of the dog of, uh, of Rodolfo Valentino. Oh my and, gosh! <laughs> Sadly, we don't have. We have only the account of this uh, this episode. We don't have the the account of the reaction of the venerable Locanata in this uh, in this uh, context. But. Uh, uh, he had uh, a strong uh, uh, ironic, uh, ironic uh, feeling, ironic, uh, ironic. It uh, um, was mo- very ironic, very uh, sarcastic at time. So uh, I, we can only imagine what what will be the, the his comments when the the uh, in in, the, in this uh, particular occasion. Uh, of, uh, of his experience, and sadly, we, of course, we know uh, we we laugh about uh, this uh, this episode. But uh, uh, this is uh, one, uh, actually, one of his failure of his life. I think because uh, uh, he his his project was to bring Buddhists to America uh, as as a, a serious path to knowledge, but uh, the. The America of the fifties was very different uh, of from the America of the twenties. Uh, that uh, was the um, the the world uh, he knows uh, when he was young, no? Uh, so he um, was too much different, uh, uh, and uh, maybe. Uh, was not ready to take Americans were not ready to take Buddhism as a certain thing as a as a as a path that uh, uh, became the path of your life. It's not a thing that you can yeah. uh, uh, you can well. I I I am a Buddhist, but I also like uh, science, but I also like yeah. the magic yeah. of the crystals. You know, right, right. Uh,
0: yeah, it's 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 incredible to look at that period and look at the the news, um, the newspapers recording him and the headlines. It's it's really stunning because, on one hand, it just kind of again it just defies imagination that you're really seeing him here, and being reported this way in this kind of you know this this Hollywood gossipy kind of way, uh, and there is a humor to it in just um, how absurd uh, some of the descriptions are of trying to to communicate to Rudolph Valentino and instead of getting his dog or having uh, Hollywood actresses um, lay on the floor so he could walk on their hair as Webu Sayada would do in his village you know just these absurdities but there's also I also similar to you I I felt this pain this tragic this kind of tragic comedy of um, of this revered and serious figure who and I think this is also a testament to like when you're willing to take chances, you you do foolish things that sometimes work out and you know it's a pretty foolish thing to to think to connect the sri lankan head of state to webu Sayada, but it happened you know it's um pretty foolish to think that you can convert the pope or mussolini but he tried and some of the things he tried actually worked and they're they're incredible you know that he walked from on foot from italy to uh to asia you know he 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 pulled some of these off and other things he he was trying with his charisma with his networking with his intent and they just it didn't quite work but i don't I it, it, to me it kind of it, it goes back to a discussion where you look at like a creative process you look at like a an amazing film director who has just made some of the the, the most amazing hits and then he makes something that's just awful but in some ways you're like yes I'm glad you tried you know I'm glad that you 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 attempted to do something that looked foolish because at least you were trying to to do something that no one ever really thought creatively and sometimes it works out and sometimes you you look mm-hmm. um you know you look the part uh, but I think the other thing to point out is that that I would kind of push back what you said about uh, America at this time I, I mean this was also an America where you know Gary Snyder and Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg were starting among others you know at that time were um, uh, this is this is predating the hippie generation, that and re- the countercultural movement that was really turned on to these kind of eastern things. I think he was just in the wrong place at the wrong crowd, you know. And I think that being in Hollywood among B- with B rate with B-rated actresses and actors trying to kind of caught up in a new agey seance kind of thing. I mean, if he was in a crowd, if he was kind of meeting the same people that in the 1950s that like Krista Murtry was meeting and D.T. Suzuki and Alan Watts and some of these other early thinkers to say nothing of like, I mean, can you imagine if you would have met like, you know, Kerouac or, or yeah. um, Ginsburg or someone that um, it would have been a different audience. And they still wouldn't have really gotten him because there was definitely an exoticized feeling about Eastern knowledge at that time. But they they wouldn't have, um, it wouldn't have been the mockery because in Hollywood, it was, it was just really a mockery of, yes. of who he was and what he was trying to represent.
1: Yes. Um, well, I um, what uh, I say uh, in our books, uh, the books I, w- I wrote with Venerable uh, Metananda, is that he planted a seed, at least, in America. So, uh, it was not a seed that... that uh, he, he planted a seed, no? So, it was not a seed that uh, he could uh, uh, see... The, the tree growing, but uh, at least was uh, was something. And maybe one or two people back at the time uh, found something more in in this is uh, uh, predication that uh, the simple new age uh, thing. No, maybe it was uh, at, at least we, we call we could uh, consider that.
0: Mm, absolutely. So, take us to what happens after Hollywood, after the Hollywood period.
1: Well, he. Went back to Europe, where, of course, he was arrested for uh, um, uh, what you call uh, um, not not having a, a fixed a fixed uh, house, you know. Uh, in France, for example, he was uh, was arrested. Uh, He went to Italy, and uh, in Italy, there was a small circle of Buddhists that I think uh, is still alive today, as as I said. And um, he went to Turin, that is uh, uh, one of the biggest uh, of the northern uh, cities, and uh, his uh, followers had to physically restrain him because he was attempting to start to predicate uh, in the public uh, places uh, and uh, uh, as uh, a monk uh, do in uh, in Asian countries but uh, back at the time in Italy it was uh, very very dangerous to make uh, something like that because uh, uh, the uh, fascism was uh, uh, was uh, uh, has fallen but uh, there was... Uh, uh, so, uh, small groups of uh, political uh, activists that tried to uh, incite uh, the, the return of fascism, or at the, um, the other side of the, the, the thing, um, communist groups uh, infiltrated and tried to subvert the, the political scene in, in Italy. So, uh, making uh, uh, public discourses uh, uh, with, uh, um, with the, a, strange, uh, a strange dress uh, so was very dangerous, and they, they had to, to take him and bring him uh, with the force away from, from the, the public street.
0: Mm, wow, that that's incredible, and he, he does go back to Burma towards the end of his life. That's where he also dies, right?
1: Yes, uh, and this is one of the mysteries of uh, of his life. Uh, well, f- first of all, uh, he it was uh, when we returned back uh, was uh, the return of a, of a hero. They it um, he was the uh, the they uh, Italy Soyodo, no so Italy. And he was very loved. All, all people uh, know him. Uh, and uh, well, as I said, the, the return of, of, a, of a national hero. And uh, he, of course, he, he had uh, no intention to stay put in Borma. He, he expressed the, the intention to... Make another tour in America, and in Europe, to predicate. But uh, sadly, he became sick. He had a uh, skin cancer on his forehead, and this is a, a mystery because uh, uh, he had. We have. We still have uh, the documents in which he required to uh, the the permission to going back to America to be to. Uh, to treat uh, his, uh, his, uh, his cancer. But for some reason that we, we still don't uh, have the, the possibility to, to know, uh, at a certain point, uh, he refused to go to America. He said, uh, no, I stay here. And uh, his, uh, his cancer uh, became still uh, uh, inoperable. And so uh, after a, a, a said uh, a, a very uh, a, an agony an agony you, you know an, an, a period of time in which uh, he was uh, uh, he had to uh, to face a very strong uh, painful uh, experience uh, very very physical pain he, he died in, uh, in in the hills of, of, of Burma. and uh, what I know, I don't know, but I, I presume he it, 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 it had some, uh, some sort of premonition of his death. So uh, in, in some kind of way, he, he had the, the, the knowledge that uh, uh, going back to America to be operated uh, on of, of his cancer was, was uh, futile. So he decided to, to stay back uh, in, in his uh, ab- adoptive country and, and die here. This, this is the feeling I, ha- I have. I have not uh, the, the proof, uh, as I said uh, before, I have not the smoking gun that uh, demonstrated it. But uh, uh, speaking of with the person who met him uh, back at the time, we have this, uh, this impression.
0: Mm, right. So he dies when he's in Burma. And then what happens to his body?
1: Well it was uh, cremated and his relics were distribu- distributed distributed uh, and part of these relics are, are, are now here in Italy in one of the, the monasteries that uh, near Rome and, and the other relics are are, are still in Burma yes.
0: Mm, right. And I realize that we've talked a lot about some of his international um, uh, exploits and adventures and also about uh, some of his, his association with these two great monks uh, in Burma and possibly Ubaken, possibly Goenka. But I real—I mean, there's so much, again, there's so much to his story. You, you, um, I realize there's there's another amazing connection there that we both left out. And that's um, what General Aung Song thought about him, Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, what, um, he had a connection with, uh, as I said, he had uh, was uh, very politically smart. So he had a connection with the not only with him but also with the royal family in uh, in Thailand, for example. Right. right. So uh, he um, going back to before the the war, he tried. Uh, he um, He organized many pilgrimages from Burma and from Thailand by feet to India, in which Mm -hmm. was followed by hundreds of monks. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, uh, in the first uh, occasion, when they arrived, uh, they they, they started, as I said, hundreds of monks. And when they arrived, uh, I think only uh, 10 were left. Locanata and another 10, uh, 15, and many of them were were to be uh, recovered in, in uh, to the hospital because they were destroyed from this experience. But he, he went, uh, he went on and on and on, and he arrived in uh, uh, Bodgaya. That was his uh, his main uh, uh, his main uh, ob- objective, his main target. The 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 holy, holy city where, where the Buddha uh, had his, uh, his uh, enlightenment. And this also considered the, um, what we call the axis moon, you know, the center of the world uh, of, on the Buddhist pers- per- perspective. So I think that uh, also is political and uh, uh, religious exploit were finalized to a project... Maybe not uh, at, at the time, not uh, very clear in his mind. But he he already had the, the um, uh, some sort of um, uh, of idea of what uh, he, he was doing. He was uh, he he was not a monk who stay in, in, in the in a cave or yeah. in a retreat to uh, to meditate and to reach uh, some sort of personal realization. Uh-huh. He had uh, this this tendency to uh, to be with the people, uh, to to, uh, to to be where to, to make the difference not and not only for himself but, but uh, for uh, for the, uh, the the whole world also and, and so uh, I'm not much surprised that uh, they recognize them in a Bodhisattva because this is actually what a Bodhisattva does, you no. Know?
0: Yeah, and you're reminding me that actually was part of the story. I'd I'd forgotten. I was going in a different direction. That that's that's right. That he, again, because of his charisma, his networking, his uh, the the trust that he developed in important figures, that he was able to establish these connections and and roadmaps really and introductions across the buddhist world that that you know wouldn't have existed without him and when you read the stories of how he was able to to get permission from some buddhist leader in some country for other buddhist delegations in other countries to be able to to go and visit and have uh, and and really trying to create this this pan-Buddhist movement, and again, this can't be stressed enough because this is not how things are in the world today. There is no pan-Buddhist movement or or there's a very weak one. There's a very small one. After World War II, there was really an attempt to, um, you know, there was the... the. the buddhist fellowship um, that was that was very important both in 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 geographic and geopolitical affairs as well and so he's he's operating within this context it's not like he's doing these things all on his own outside of a mentality and a desire among other people but he's operating within this context to want to have a greater pan buddhist movement among the different uh, Buddhist countries and re- regions and leaders that are there and, and bringing them together, uh, and he is the one. He's the glue that is are bringing all these people together who ordinarily wouldn't have been meeting necessarily. But then the the story that I was I was hoping to prompt you with, long Song, I'll, I'll share it here, is that uh, General Long Song had this amazing quote where he said that he was, and I'm I'm paraphrasing him, but it was something about how. Uh, his dedication to ulokananta and his reverence for him was so great that he briefly considered giving up his nationalistic you know independent movement to free the country from uh, colonial rule to simply be a monk under lokananta that's just it's incredible that boggles the mind to hear that
1: Yes, it is one of uh, some sort of apocryphal story. But uh, I think there, uh, there uh, is the Locanata effect, uh, um, the, the effect Locanata had on other people was justify a, a story like this, yes. And Dr. Um, uh, doctor, um Doctor Sony was a was a medical was another of his uh, was the first uh, I think uh, of his uh, his uh, co- converted people uh, who met him and uh, um, the, the 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 impression you have when you you read uh, the stories is that uh, you you met Lokanata and your life uh, became like a, a black hole became. <laughs> uh attracted <laughs> to 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 him and you you can uh, uh, the, the strange thing is uh, what happened to me also and, and the other uh-huh. uh, people that that worked with me because uh, I, I, I didn't know anything about him but one time I went to a, a, a Buddhist monastery in in Italy and um, they all said oh well we, we know the story of this uh, the first Buddhist monk. We we are trying uh, to to find someone who wrote, wrote down his biography. And I say, well, I I am a journalist, so I can try. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. started one sort of of uh, of domino effect that uh, brings some yeah. extraordinary experience for me and and for also the other people that worked like me. So. Uh, the the Lo effect uh, still continues uh, even before he's, he's, dead. he's dead. Yeah, and
0: I'm so glad that you brought up your own personal story to it because that was one of my concluding questions. Where I wanted to go is to look at you know we've um we've we've talked about his Lokanata's extraordinary life and meaning, historical meaning as well, and we spent a lot of time on this. But we haven't really looked at the personal connection of you are also an Italian meditator who has mm-hmm. uh, been who's developed an interest in in Buddhism and and, a, and particular forms of Burmese Buddhism, and so what you, and you mentioned kind of being sucked into this project and then it really just just pulling you and and um and and being absorbed by it. So talk a little bit about what the personal impact has been about going so deep into into this character in his life.
1: Well, uh, for me, uh, my story is, is my, I don't have to, to, to tell my story in much detail because it's not as interesting as a Locanata story. But it's quite similar because <laughs> I also was, uh, uh, was raised as a, as a Catholic Roman. I also became some sort of positivist. I also met Buddhism and I also started to to practice. I I I still don't uh, don't have taken the 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 robes among, but I, uh, maybe one one day I, I will uh, will do this this step. And yes, and um, as I said earlier, uh, it it changed my life because uh, now I uh, with uh, um, venerable Metananda we are. Uh, uh, some sort of official uh, biographer of Locanata, no, is is a, a, a figure that uh, in Italy is not much known because here in Italy, when you you say to another Italian, uh, "Well, I, I I am a Buddhist," it thinks think think uh, Soka Gakkai Buddhism is is is, is uh, Soka Gakkai. There uh, there is some uh, small. Uh, then uh, communities, uh, small Tibetan communities, but Buddhism in Italy is mainly Soka Gakkai. So, uh, I uh, in, involuntarily we became, uh, as I said, the um, some sort of bi- biographer of of, uh, of Locanata, and uh, I started also project uh, on the uh, on Facebook and Instagram to uh, try to publicate some of, of his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, and, uh, his his discourses, uh, and is is a not a full time uh, uh, job, but uh, is a uh, uh, um, became a, 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 a uh, uh, yes um, a, a second job for me. Like, like I, I I I am a journalist, but. Uh, when I have some spare time, I dedicate myself at least one time a week to uh, to bring forth his, 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 his legacy, because it is a legacy. It's not only the, the teaching. It's not only um, it's not only a teacher that give interesting teachings about Buddhism. is a, a figure you must know on uh, on full. To appreciate him, and so this is my and the uh, the my um, my job, uh, my my vocation, and, the, and I think also the the job and the vocation of the, the other thing that that work that uh, they work with with me
0: fine. So you segue from going from the journalistic and scholastic study of Ulo Kanata to this personal reflection of what it has meant to you. And so as a practitioner, as a meditator, would you say that the way that you approach your practice or think about your practice, has it been changed at all by learning Ulo Kanata's story? story?
1: Uh, well, uh, my practice... Uh, is quite similar to uh, to we pass a tradition that uh, of uh, of going as i said i am a follower of uh, of masaiya tradition so on the technical aspect i will say no because there was already on this maybe this the not the same line but uh, re- uh, near the same line what did it change it changed my uh, perspective on uh, the the way to face difficulties, no, because when uh, uh, you try to um, uh, maybe you try to meditate and there is some problem that came back to your mind Uh, there there is uh, some uh, uh, small uh, small talk you had before that uh, continue to to bring back uh, in, in your memory, and uh, then you say, well, ma- but uh, I, uh, what w- will, will, will do Lo- Venerable Locanata in, in my place? no, And uh, this could be, I think, uh, uh, um, a strong reminder of, wh- of what you are doing. You are not doing a uh, simple uh, mental exercise, you are not doing... Uh, I think for uh, uh, for be you know uh, the for be the uh, the most uh, smart uh, man in, in your uh, you know, to 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 have to to say to your friend. Well, I meditate. Uh, you know, you uh, you you should try. But uh, you are you are doing uh, uh, something that. Uh, has uh, uh, the the potential to change your life uh, and also the the life of the other people you you have around of you because uh, if you are uh, meditating uh, you still uh, you very soon you find that uh, even other people look at you in a different way I, I, know, I don't know if, if, if it happens also to you, but uh, this is... A, uh, and so, yes, Lokanata is, a, is, a, is a, as, I think, an exemplary uh, Buddhist, not because he was a monk and neither because he was a teacher, but because he was a human being that uh, uh, had a, a purpose in his life and tried... Uh, Everything you can possibly imagine to reach that, that purpose, and I think not only for a, for a Buddhist but for all humanity, this will be a, a, a is a, is the way to 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 live a life that that has a a meaning no
0: so that's a great explanation of how ulo Kanata has impacted you personally. I now want to pose a question about the historical record and uh, we can call Ulo Kanata something of a lost figure in looking at the spread of Dhamma and spread of Buddhism, uh, along with, you know, we did a an episode recently on Leon Wright. Uh, this was episode number 205 for those that want to go back and listen. Uh, Leon Wright was an African-American diplomat in the 1950s who was appointed a meditation teacher by Seyaji Ubiken. Another amazing figure who was kind of lost to history, and yet his his life is uh, is also just filled with all kinds of important things to flesh out and to talk about. And uh, there's the book, The Irish Monk, that Alicia Turner and uh, a couple other co-authors wrote a few years ago, it was looking at um, uh, D- Udamaloka, I think it was, who was one of the the earliest recorded. Um, uh, Western monks in Burma in the late 19th century, and and he's another character that's being brought out. So it's so interesting to have these examinations of these critical people that cross so many uh, so many different boundaries in ways that we don't even think of today. I mean, when you, when we just stay, go back to Ulokanata, and certainly when we look at these other figures, Damaloka and um, and Leon Wright. You, you have the same kind of intersection of a lot of different things that their lives, their lives are so full. And with Ulo Kanata, we have everything from, you know, fascist powers and uh, post-World uh, War II, Cold War, nuclear prolifi- proliferation, and, you um, uh, and the, the pan Buddhist movement he's trying to create and all of these, uh, all these things he's got his fingers in. It's just amazing that one person was so connected, so connected on the highest levels of, you know, science and Hollywood and, uh, and, and heads of state. And yet also at the ground of like Sun Lun Sayada and, and, uh, and Webu Sayada and some of these recluses that no matter how much power or money you have, it doesn't, allow you to associate with someone of, uh, of, of, this level of, uh, of mind and, and, um, and, 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 state what, what they've reached. And so, um, and so I guess my question is, it's just like, we've been, we've spent two hours talking, trying to recollect and, uh, and, and share our audience who this figure was and why he was important. Um but i'm wondering how would you respond to the question of why should we care about this why should beyond just the interest of these incredible anecdotes that are so interesting and animate us why historically why is this important and more importantly how does it connect to us today how does knowing this and learning this and appreciating this help us better understand where we are today with for those that are listening that are practitioners that have a meditation practice looking at our own practice today and how we're the, the ease of being able to learn and practice in ways there weren't before how is how is we looking at the story relevant to um uh, to to practitioners in contemporary times that are finding their own meditation
1: okay uh, apart from, from the human point point of view that uh, we are already discussed is because uh, uh, if you miss uh, lokanata we miss uh, an important uh, Piece of uh, of history, we uh-huh. we miss the connection you you mentioned earlier. Um, the look we have uh, on Buddhism today is uh, uh, is something that uh, already is uh, like uh, is today, and it was ever uh, uh, even even in the past was was like uh, today. No, it's false. Is is not true. Uh, right. Buddhism has changed. Buddhism is became... Uh, uh, Buddhist, as I said, Buddhism was disappearing from India, for example. we, uh-huh. we, uh, we Today, we, we think of the Buddha, we think of India. In the time of Lokanata, Buddhism uh, was... Uh, uh, India was uh, uh, Hinduism. There was no Buddhism. Uh, in, in, in America, uh, Buddhism was uh, only maybe a thing you read in the books. Uh, so, if mm-hmm. uh, we today have the opportunity to go to the web uh, uh, to go to or go to the monastery and, and read the uh, translation of uh, ancient texts uh, that for centuries were, uh, were uh, only read by the monks in, uh, in, in Asian countries we will uh, we will have two thanks also uh, people like venerable lokanata that uh, try his best tried his best to uh, bring uh, uh, buddhism in a form in a form uh, compatible with the um, mindset of uh, westerners and uh, uh, but never dilu- diluting it uh, in uh, in a in a sort of like I said before new age way, uh, mm-hmm. it was an, a, a form of Buddhism. Buddhism, not uh, the traditional Buddhism, of course, but it was neither a, a Western Buddhism uh, that uh, became uh, mixed with uh, uh, who knows. Uh, theosophy or spiritism or, or, or other thing uh, the core of the of the buddhist teaching that uh, lokanata gave to to america is the the same teaching that give the, the buddha to uh, 2500 years ago i think mm.
0: Mm, that's lovely that's that's great. I thank you so much for sharing this story. This has been years in the making of trying to to get this conversation and i uh, I'm so glad we have this recorded because sometimes I just tell people there's this amazing story about this Italian monk and uh, there's nowhere to really go to um to 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 just understand the impact in 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 one place uh, that that you can uh, that you can absorb, and so I'm I'm so glad that we have this talk with you. But then you also I also want to alert readers where they can follow your work. I, I know you've done a lot in Italian. I don't know how much is in English, but and for those that want to learn more, where can they go?
1: Sadly, in English there is not much. There is only a new a new edition of. Uh, uh, the light of truth that is the um, uh, a book that um, uh, with with the the discourses that venerable Kanata give in Singapore before uh, going to America for his tour and in English there is only the, and of course there are the the old the older edition of many of his uh, his works there is an edition of uh, um, the the fruit uh, we set you free and, and other things. Uh, in Italian, uh, I have a Facebook page that is uh, in Italian is uh, the, the title is the same of the book Locanata il primo Monaco Buddhista italiano. And uh, in, on Instagram I have uh, a sort of, of a mirror page because the, 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 the posts are uh, nearly the same maybe a, a bit more uh, condensed because uh, Instagram as a, has a, has a, um, another uh, uh, another finality res- respect Facebook and uh, on Instagram Lokanata uh, you you find uh, you find it uh, there is uh, you find uh, some of, of discourses and also uh, reflection on Buddhism in the per- perspective of the life of venerable Lokanata.
0: Mm, well, thank you for that. I, I thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share this in depth. Oh,
1: thank you for you to you.
0: Oh, it's just it's just wonderful. Uh,
1: my only hope is, uh, uh, apart from my bad English, that I hope will be not much an obstacle to the comprehension of this podcast. I I, I will. I I wish to thank you and all the the listeners. And uh, I hope uh, to present. Uh, I don't, I don't know when, but uh, is uh, one of my hopes uh, to present uh, the uh, biography of venerable Kanata in English, uh, in an in, in an English translation, so also English people could read uh, our work that is not, uh, as I said, not only my work, but our uh, a uh, 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 team works that uh, as. Uh, I had a profound uh, impact on uh, on your life and
0: uh, still have. That's awesome. That's awesome. We'll we'll look out for that and uh, and make sure to promote it out when whenever any new developments come. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time and tell us all of these amazing stories in such detail. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. As regular listeners are aware we often remind our audience about our nonprofit mission, Better Burma, at the end of a show. Truth be told, fundraising is hard work, and I can personally attest to the fact that it's really no fun to keep asking for contributions. Yet, the situation on the ground now in Myanmar is so distressing that we continue to do so on behalf of the Burmese people. What is most helpful at this time are recurring donations, which help alleviate both the stress and time involved in fundraising. If you are able to pledge a certain amount per month, Our team can plan around having at least a consistent minimum amount to work within each month. If you would like to join in our mission to support those in Myanmar who are being impacted by the military coup, we welcome your contribution in any form, currency, or transfer method. Your donation will go on to support a wide range of humanitarian and media missions, aiding those local communities who need it most. Donations are directed to such causes as the Civil Disobedience Movement, CDM, Families of Deceased Victims, internally displaced person IDP camps, food for impoverished communities, military defection campaigns, undercover journalists, refugee camps, monasteries and nunneries, education initiatives, the purchasing of protective equipment and medical supplies, COVID relief, and more. We also make sure that our donation fund supports a diverse range of religious and ethnic groups across the country. We invite you to visit our website to learn more about past projects, as well as upcoming needs. You can give a general donation or earmark your contribution to a specific activity or project you would like to support, perhaps even something you heard about in this very episode. All of this humanitarian work is carried out by our nonprofit mission, Better Burma. Any donation you give on our Insight Myanmar website is directed towards this fund. Alternatively, you can also visit the Better Burma website, betterburma.org, and donate directly there. In either case, your donation goes to the same cause in both websites except credit card. You can also give via PayPal by going to paypal.me slash betterburma. Additionally, we can take donations through Patreon, Venmo, GoFundMe, and Cash App. Simply search Better Burma on each platform and you'll find our account. You can also visit either website for specific links to these respective accounts or email us at info@betterburma.org. That's Better That's betterburma, one word, Spelled B E T T E R B U R M A dot org. If you would like to give it another way, please contact us. We also invite you to check out our range of handicrafts that are sourced from vulnerable artisan communities across Myanmar, available at alokacrafts.com. Any purchase will not only support these artisan communities, but also our nonprofit's wider mission. That's Aloka crafts, spelled A L O K A. C-R-A-F-T-S, one word, alokacrafts.com. Thank you so much for your kind consideration and support.